welcome to Geekadrome. I am your host, John, and this week joining me on Geekadrome is Mike Kingston, the writer of Headlock Comics. How you doing today? Oh, good. Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. How's it going? Good. You're sounding a little echoey. I hope it's everybody's enjoying it anyway. Uh, we'll enjoy this anyway, but we'll deal with it as it is. Good. You're sounding a little echoey. I hope it's... Uh, so, you write pretty much the premier comic book about wrestling. So, how did which did you get into first, wrestling or comics? We'll take it all the way back. Start. You know, you know I, I think, think I was exposed to comics first. first. I, don't I don't know if I was necessarily like super into comics before I was super into wrestling. wrestling. Um, probably right about the same time, though. I had. Uh, I, mean, I had had comics for a long time, time. Like, you, know, you know, just stuff you, you get off, get off and, you know, the, the drug store, store, off the spinner rack, and I'm dating myself because you, know, you can't get <laughs> more and more that. I have a, I had a set of, like, like made playing cards, cards that were, like, Marvel characters, and, like, if you got Doctor Doom, that was the old made. So, like, I actually was with Marvel characters and whatnot, and then I remember going to a drugstore store and seeing Spider-Man, Captain America, fighting cover of a Spider-Man comic. And in my head, I had them. Yeah, good guys. Why fighting? And so I made my mom buy me like comic, comic, and I still have it. Actually, I just saw it today. It's all, it's all beat to hell. It's in my basement. Do you know which comic it was? I want to say it's one twenty-seven. Amazing Spider-Man. It's it's got Captain America and Spider-Man fighting on an electro shadow background. Oh, nice. And then, uh, that was the first comic I bought. And then, uh, eventually, like, you know, I would get comics at the, at the drug store. And eventually, my mom pumped me in my first, like, actual comic store. And then I got, I got super into X-Men. That was my, that was my thing. Um, but I was probably falling in love with the right around the same time. Because that was, that was the first Saturday event. Was the, Thing that, that first exposure to wrestling, wrestling. Uh, which is which interesting because they don't really do that, do that anymore. And I guess, I guess it's different, different now. now that network, 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 network TV has, has the same cachet that they used to. Do, but, but, yeah, um, I mean, I grew up watching it on Saturday mornings as well, and it's kind of a loss that there's not that communal experience to watching it Saturday mornings for kids anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I always thought, thought I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought that's that's maybe maybe should 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 have done. With the, the women's show, show was, was have a separate women's show, show have it air on Saturday morning. morning. I mean, all those, all those they have so, so many characters, characters that, are just, that are just, they're very, very straightforward, simple, and well executed. Like, you know, like, you know, like the, the, the Sasha, Sasha and Bailey, and Charlotte, Charlotte whatever. And, and, you know, I mean, there was, there was a period of time, time when, like, I mean, young girls were, I mean, I mean in Japan, young girls made that, made that, like, they treated the rock stars. It almost, it almost seems like, like it would have been, been a worthwhile attempt to try to try to, try to replicate that in uh, you know here, here, here doing something, something that was I don't know just, just different. You have you have know, get some, some some female, female writers, writers and, and try to try make something just aimed at younger girls. girls and maybe it's an easier style. style and people don't have to, have to take the punishment. Yeah, I mean, like. Of course, I just lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely that opening. Girls were definitely into wrestling in the 80s when it was the rock and wrestling era because you had Cindy Lauper and pulling in that whole Wendy Richter thing. And 
then like a lot of girls were into it then and then it kind of faded away and it became like an all male thing for like decades mm-hmm. and it's great that there's look, women's wrestling has really pushed forward uh in the modern era i i, I like, I like it, a it a lot i think, I think it's, it's funny, funny you know, you know who, who and everybody, everybody sort of, sort of talks, talks about this revolution and, and or evolution, revolution, revolution, revolution whatever and the, the, the people, people who don't, don't get the credit, credit that, that I think they, they deserve are actually the Bella Twins. twins. Like, when I go to Comic-Cons, like, I see, I see more, more Bella cosplay than any other female wrestler. I see some Becky Lynch, I see a fair amount of Sasha, some Bailey, but always, always a lot of Bella cosplay. And I find that interesting because, you know, traditional people, you know, a smart march or whatever, or whatever, but there was something that they did that connected with girls. girls. I see a ton of girls, girls just like Bella Bella Twins. Do you think the reality show helped with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, there's, there's so, so many, many people who got, got into wrestling. wrestling. I mean, not, I mean, not just girls, girls, girls adults that found their way into wrestling or were last wrestling fans and told Bella to come back into it. I think, I think on some level, it's almost a big missed opportunity for WWE to not tie into the program anymore. And I know it's tricky because of the production schedules, but, but uh, like I feel like there was an episode of where like Dolph Ziggler was trying to hit on Mickey Bell, which was John Cena. I mean, that to me would be right in that match. They should have had John that week. Yeah, but the problem is that they filmed the show like six months in advance. Oh, no, 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 but it is, it is a super underrated, underrated uh, uh, gateway into wrestling. Oh, I know. There's the the Bravo programming is huge right now, and although I don't watch it, I know people who do, and I know people who'll watch, you know, like Total Divas, but won't watch wrestling, for whatever. Yeah, reason. yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean it's, it's, well, there's also a lot of programming. programming so. so I mean, I mean, you know, you know I mean, some, some people obviously have the, have the stomach to devote the, the, you know, to devote themselves to thirty hours wrestling week or whatever, but. You know, I, you know, think, I think, think three hour hour on, two hours hour SmackDown, everything else. You know, if you watch anything else beyond WWE, I mean, there's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just a, it's a large time commitment to, to be the wrestling slam these days. Of course. And don't forget 205 Live. NXT, yeah, yeah. the monthly pay per views. NXT, NXT UK. UK. <laughs> it all adds up. That's, I mean, as much as I want to watch it all, I try to limit myself to Raw, but not always successful because then I want to see, especially now that they just had the brand shakeup. Like a bunch of wrestlers I like are now on SmackDown, so now I'm watching right, SmackDown right, right. too. It, it is interesting. interesting. I, I do I think, think like like it, it fragments, fragments the audience in some fashion because I mean you really can't watch it all. You can, but I mean I can't. I mean I can't. I mean you know you know I have a full time job and my comics are also a full time job. I mean I work a full time job, so I can I try to try to choose what I can. I love independent wrestling too. So like I want to watch wrestling. You know, yeah, I want to watch Beyond, Beyond Wrestling. wrestling. Like they, just, they just they just debuted a thing called Uncharted, a show showing uh, matches, matches every Wednesday night, night online, online streaming, streaming, streaming just great, great indie matches. matches. And, and like I want to watch, watch that. that. And I, I you know, at some point you have, have to have to sort of take and choose what's going to be the highest rated value for the week. Oh yeah. Plus, you know, there's people who watch New Japan and they watch, you know, IG. 
you and whatever. And there's, there's so many great wrestlers out there who aren't necessarily in the big leagues, and it's tough to watch them all. It's an interesting time. It's an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. You almost wonder, though. I worry sometimes about oversaturation and, you know, you get, you to, get the to the point athletically where, where people have done everything that they can do. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think we're, we're right now, now we, you know, and, and for the better, better we care about these guys' health, health and not just stunt dummies. Dumb like, like, I think that used to be the sort of perception. Like, I hate you know, hate you in the head, seven on fire, you know. Like, people were mad and Sandman made rubber barbed wire and WCW. They're like, come on, man. You know, like, the guy's got to, you know, the guy's got to cut himself every match. But, I think, I think that, that uh, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of limits to what people, people, people do. do. I mean, every once in a while, I see a that's not something that, 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 that no one can do. Can do but, uh, he's insane. I, I love he him. Really he really is. He really, really is. is. Yeah, well, there's also, like, that blurred line. Like, you can watch any TV show, and people understand it's actors. But for some reason, because, I, get, I guess because of kayfabe for decades, people believe wrestling is real to a degree. And yeah, it's real degree. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the punishment they put their bodies through is definitely real. And I would, I give them all the credit in the world for doing it. But it's just people kind of really blur the line between, like, who they are on stage and who they are off stage. Well, I think well, it's, it's hard, hard if you have your name. name. Like, if you, if you work under your real name. name. Like, Bret Hart could only be Bret Hart. Hart. Like, he's like Bret Hart today. He's Bret Hart as a wrestler. Like, he's always going to be Bret Hart. Whereas a guy, you know, no one... No one, no one thinks Samuel Jackson, Jackson, Jackson Fury, Fury, Fury because, because he, has he has the opportunity to be a couple, a couple different, different people. people. And, uh, you know, especially, especially now in the, in the so-called, so-called reality, reality era, where so many guys, guys walk under the real name. Like, that's, 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 a, a, that's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough game. game. I mean, the fact, the fact that, that, you know, a lot of guys have their real names as their Twitter, Twitter name, which is, which is odd, odd to me. I can also feel like guys should have, like, a character Twitter and a real-life Twitter and have them separate. Yeah, well, um... Uh, Ambrose just this week, since he left the WWE, has changed his name to Moxley, which I guess is his real name. Uh, no, no, was, no. Was, that was, that his, was his name before he went oh, okay. John, John Moxley. Moxley. Okay. Um, yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe his, his name, name is, is his last, his last name, name is good. good. I don't know what his first name is, is. but, but uh, he uh, yeah, yeah, he was John, John Moxley before. before so. So. He'll be he'll interesting. interesting. He's a guy that I'm interested to see because he's he's. He's a different, different, he's a different, different cat, cat, you know? You know he's, he's a real, real kind of a loner. Marshall's going to be his own drum, but, but all the people, people who know him and know his mind, mind really respect his mind. mind. And I think he's, uh, I think he'll, he'll, be, he'll be interesting to see what he does. does. I, think I think he'll, he'll do different stuff. stuff. I mean, we're a lot of times, times you know, you know. A lot, a lot of times, times it feels like, like it's, it's guys, guys playing, playing a wrestler. wrestler. You, know? you know, I mean, I mean and, and obviously, obviously you, but you want guys, guys to be a wrestler, wrestler and, or be or something, something different, different or, you know, hit that, that level, level of immersion. immersion. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, when you, you see, see a guy doing outward heel stuff, they're like, oh, go right heel, you know, you know, there's sometimes those guys can get you, you know, in deeper to where you get mad and... I think, I think that's, that's, that's the real, to me, that's the real but I think when you're doing, doing something, something different, different, like, that's, that's the way sort of some people in. And, you know, it's those interesting characters that, you know, attract people. You know, Absolutely. It's weird now, now, you know, because like, wrestlers are so handcuffed to a certain extent that you can't do a lot of things you do before. I mean, 
half of these characters couldn't exist in this environment, but there's no such, you know, there's no such handcuffs on other forms of entertainment. So like, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, professional wrestlers were crazy as characters on TV, but now, I mean, if you put, uh, I don't know, if you put Sammy in the middle of a real housewives of Atlanta, like he's gonna, he's gonna disappear. You know, I mean, like. Reality TV now is such a train wreck, and there's so many big, bright characters all over entertainment. Like, and wrestlers are so subdued, and it's sort of forced to be subdued in a way. Like, it's a, it's a tricky, it's a real, real tricky thing, thing now. Oh, yeah, because all those reality TV types are supposed to be like over the top and just pull no punches, allegedly. Even though we all know that's what wrestling always was. was. You know what I mean? Like, like Roddy Piper or whatever, like those big. big Vibrant personalities now, you know, WWE's, you know, obsessed with their advertisers, so I get into business, you guys are going to make money, people get touchy, so, you know, to a certain extent, their product feels more restrained now than it's ever been, you know what I mean, like, you don't have, you don't have, the characters aren't as crazy, they're not as over the top as they used to be, and I think that there's a, you know, that hurts a little bit. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, one of the on, things on. that appealed to me when I got into wrestling in the '80s was that it was a living comic book. You had these mm-hmm. over-the-top characters who were very brightly colored and battling it out for good and evil in the ring, and it was just like, uh, yeah, I mean, a living comic book, and that was like an amazing thing to see at the time. Now it's because we're in that 24-hour cycle, and everybody's got to be over the top and colorful, and doing that, it's sort of like they're competing with what they built, in a way. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's adopted the pro wrestling model. I mean, I mean for, for, you, know, you know, Donald Trump's Trump adopted the pro wrestling, pro wrestling model. model. I mean, everybody's pro wrestling now. Pro wrestling used to just be pro wrestling, but, but you, know, you know, the longer you stay, stay in it, you know, the longer you search in it, and you're around, around it, you kind of see, like, everything's pro wrestling. I mean, Dana White, everything in the White is right out of his playbook, and... It's interesting to see it, it you know, sort of adopted, adopted, you know, while wrestling is sort of, of, you know, shrunk a little bit in, in the, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird dynamic now, I think, that, like, 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 oh yeah, yeah our the president of the United States is more over the top than anybody on the internet. Yeah, well, he is WWE Hall of Famer. So, you know, he did. Maybe he took a lesson or two, you know, in his couple of appearances over the year. Sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's all about just everybody learned to you cut the promo that gets the most attention and riles the fans up the most. And that's what, you know, makes the money. You know, Stone Cold cut the amazing promos. He was top of the world and he owned wrestling and even, you know, mass media. Then The Rock did the same thing, and everybody saw the two of them and went, I could do that. And that's really what the media became. And I think that's unfortunate. You know, you know, at one point, point had some sort of different, different product, product they had, like, like you, you know, know the, the six-sided ring, and they were next to stuff, Joe, and, 
whatever, whatever. And, and Brock Lesnar and, and, and the four sides and WWE, and, 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 and at that, that point, you're never, never going to be number one if you do what number one is doing. doing. Like, like you got to do something different and get people. And everybody's so afraid of risk and. You know, you, you see, see all the fighters in the game. You see, see it in comics. You see it on television. Something's popular. You know, Game of Thrones hits, and then everybody's doing, doing you know, you fantasy, medieval stuff. And, you know, whatever. whatever. It's, it's, everybody's trying to do a shared universe now. There's more and more on that part. But obviously, not a lot of people have the same success. Yeah, we used to discuss on the show that Marvel earned that. Like, they didn't just jump into the shared universe. They did Iron Man. They did Captain America. They saw people responding and then slowly built to the Avengers, which was, you know, from comic book terms, your annual. So that yeah, it wasn't yeah. the center of the universe. It was the, this is what we're building up to. Sure, As sure. opposed to, here's Dark Universe. Here's the DC Universe. Here's Universe, Universe, Universe. But they didn't earn it. So the, Agreed. Agreed. No, absolutely. absolutely. But, but that's, 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 that's what you get. You get, get allocations of what, what people, people are doing, doing. And it always has, has to be somebody, somebody that's doing something, something different, different to sort of push, push any kind of art form in another, another direction, direction, or even just do something interesting. So. Oh, yeah. And, you know, once people see something interesting was done, it's like, oh, we can do that. we we'll go from there. Absolutely. I saw an interesting quote on Twitter today, and I'm probably going to mangle it, but it was something like, um, when a movie costs $200 million, it's safer than when it costs almost nothing? Yeah, yeah probably. probably. I mean, I mean, mean that sounds about right. right. I mean, I mean, $200 million, I want to get back. back. That's, that's, yeah. They say, they say like, like, everything, everything in movies, movies now, now like, they literally have this mid-range thing, thing, thing where, you know, they're going to get the giant blockbuster, they're going to get, like, the art house, no-budget movie, or whatever, everything in between has gone now. Because people don't want to do that sort of in-between. Thing. Thing. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely a, a different time, time in entertainment. There's, there's so much, so much stuff. stuff. I mean, it's crazy. crazy. Like, like, I mean, you, can, you, can, you, you can't, can't watch, watch all this stuff. stuff. I mean, Netflix pumps out series, HBO's got series. Everybody's got their own original content. content. And everybody's uh, trying to build their own online network to go with it. Yeah, no doubt. And I know It's funny, you know, it'd be nice for a consumer if people could just work together, but... You know, you know, everybody, everybody wants, uh, everybody, everybody thinks that they, uh, deserve a bigger share of pie. pie. So, so, I know. And then, uh, I'm, and then I'm subscribing to Hulu, Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. DC Universe, HBO, <laughs> you know. I can make, I can make a wrestling, wrestling analogy. analogy. The first wrestling, wrestling guy. Everybody, everybody was on one roof. roof. Ring of Honor, high, high spots, spots, you know, you know whatever, whatever, whatever. Evolve. Everybody, everybody was on one roof. Vendors, everything was great. And then the next, next year, year, you know, you know all the Hall split off, next year, year last year, you see Jesse had their own thing, thing. like, like every, you know, now it's just all over the place. place. And, you know, as a fan, you have to pay entry to all these different things, and it's tricky, you know? I mean, you know, for my, you know, as a fan, the first round was great, because you just paid the one ticket to go in, and then you had access to everything, you had to pay... All these, all these different, different things. things. You know, you know, you know, used to be able to watch Marvel stuff on Netflix, Netflix and now it's going to be on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus and, whatnot. and whatnot. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely we're, we're definitely, definitely headed to that sort of weird out part era where people, people are just going to sort of take and choose and not have, have you know, one cable company that has 400 channels. Yeah, I mean, well, even WrestleMania weekend was here in, I almost said here in New York, but it was in New Jersey about a month ago. 
and which meant there was a shit ton of stuff going on around here between New York and New Jersey. And it was just so overwhelming. I didn't know what to go to. <laughs> and I honestly skipped most of it because of it. I ended up going to the Supercard and to uh, SmackDown because a friend of mine had an extra ticket. But other than that, it was just like, what do I do? I mean, this, I mean, was, this was the most overwhelming I think it's ever been. I mean, last, last year, year it was WrestleCon was in one spot, and then, like, the Evolve stuff was in one spot. I ran one had one match in one of the places, but, like, like, like I don't know. I mean, I mean, anytime you New York, Florida, because there's just so many wrestlers that live there, and so many people, like, and plus people have guys that, you know, like, I mean, I mean, no ring, ring uh, uh, that shows, shows, you know, in you know, Brooklyn, and, and people went to that, that and, and like drag, drag shows, shows popped up, up and, and all kinds of stuff. stuff. It was, it's, it's great. It's great. I mean, it's great, great to see, you know, after you know, so many so years, years of sort, sort of dominating the aesthetic, it's great to see people pushing wrestling media to all these different, these different areas. Like, like I think it's awesome because I've always wanted to see. All kinds, All kinds of wrestling, wrestling. So, so you know, it's, it's yeah, you can see it when it's sort of the same thing over and over and over and over and over Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really glad that there is this diversity again because you know, in the '90s, it, I mean, essentially, you had the big three where it was ECW, WCW, WWE, and each one gave you something different. And now it's yeah. those choices are kind of popping up again. Sure. I mean, early 2000s, just WWE. I mean, I thought about WCW, 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 a homogenized pro- product. I can tell you exactly all the beats, how they were going to happen each week. Here's the commercial break. Here's what's going to happen now. Here's when the promo is going to be. It's like, it's not fun if it's predictable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You know. So, back to the original thing. <laughs> we obviously both have this love of wrestling and comics. So, what inspired you to bring them together for Headlock? Um, so, so I was, I was a wrestling fan, comic fan forever, and I felt like we were going to be a wrestling comic. Like, WWE would like to comics out, and you know, you can kind of tell that they were there, it was just kind of half out in the buck, and they weren't very interesting, they were super cheesy, and not in a near near way. Yes, I remember some of these. Yeah, and you just couldn't get. And you know, it became apparent at some point, nobody was going to make the wrestling comic that I wanted to read. So, so I decided, I decided to do it myself. myself. And it's been, it's been a journey. journey. Uh, you, know, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand, understand a lot about the comic book industry. And you have to sort of, it's not intuitive. It's not what you think it is. So, so like, I've read comics, comics my life, but I've never understood how it works. works. So, you know, I put together a business plan and a couple scripts. And 
I take my around to publishers. They'd be like, oh, where's your art? And I'm like, well, I'm a writer in a comic company. company. Why would you ask me where my art is? And they're like, well, that's how it works. You're thinking of an artist. It's still, to this day, baffles me, but whatever. And then, and then so, so find an artist and come back, we don't like this artist, find a different artist. You know what I mean? I found an artist that people like, and I was able to start producing the books. And I mean, basically, you don't do anything in comics until you sort of basically finance your own comic. It's, you know, no one starts out working in Marvel, they're super famous, they don't do something else. You know what I mean? Like, Mark Ruffalo was a random comic book, or, you know, whatever, if you're on Heroes or something, you know, whatever. But, like, if you're here off the street, you got to prove yourself, you got to prove yourself by producing your own comic book, which, you know, if you're lucky and have a great artist friend that'll work with you for free, that's great. But if you're a writer, then you pretty much have to pay some new art and self-publish and get someone to appreciate that. So, it's a weird... It's a weird, it's a weird business. business. Yeah. Um, I was talking to an artist this weekend at a comic convention up here, and he was telling me how, you know, back in the 80s, even early 90s, you kind of could just walk in and they'd give you a tryout. It's like, all right, well, here's an eight-page story. Let's see what you can do with it. And now it's like there's so much demand that you're pretty much competing with the entire world. And sure, sure. And people are selling, selling less, than, less than, you know, you know they used to do. It's comics are suffering a little bit. They're, they're, they're kind of more restless right now, too. They're sort of dominated by, by a sort of singular sort of aesthetic, aesthetic, which is super superheroes, and then other, other you, know, you know, there's more diversity now than there's ever been. It's sort of re-educating the audience because we've catered to this one particular audience for so long. And then trying to be, you know, let other people know, like, hey, we're doing this other stuff, too. And I mean, it always makes me laugh. One of the things I say to people, like, you know, if you, you say comic, comic book movie, you automatically like super superhero movie. Like, you don't think of Hitchfield, Brian Lawrence, or Logan Perdition, Ghost World, or any of that, any of that stuff. stuff. You, know, you, you might, might think of Walking Dead. Even The Crow, people kind of right, right. don't think it's superhero so they don't associate it with comic. And that's, and that's you, know, you know, and that's funny, because, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't want, you know, we're talking comic book movies. We don't want to read Landlander. Oh, God. I still have nightmares about watching that one. <laughs> um, I was kind of holding Ryan Reynolds right back, back in the timeline time there. The, the race race my mind, too. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, why can't we why can't, why can't, why can't credit for the violence? That's what we're going to Let's get credit for that. You guys have Yeah, and there's quite a few movies like that, because it was DC's Caliber Press, where I want to say a good number of them became comic, became movies at the time. I'm going to blank on what they were, but I know that History of Violence was one of them. But there were a right, couple right. that were, you know, all those were like crime books and whatever, and they tried to do stuff with them. Not necessarily successfully, but... And that's what I've always tried, tried to do with what I'm doing, doing is, you know, I'm writing straight, straight drama. drama. I mean, I basically write HBO, HBO style, style drama, drama in a comic book, and people are like, why would you write a drama on a comic book? You know, comics are supposed to be big, large, large, whatever. I agree with that, too, that I enjoy. I like some real books as the next guy, but I think you can tell... You can, you can tell, tell stories, stories and, and, you know, you know just, just like you like can, you can uh, you know, just, just like Orange Cassidy, Cassidy exists, exists, exists in wrestling and it works. works. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you can use the, the media, media telling any kind of story you want. want. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you so, had, so, indie books were underground, but there was so much stuff like Ghost World, any Harvey Picar stuff, uh, you know, there was uh, Mouse, which is fantastic. 
But most, most of the books, most, most of the comics has always, always been genre. genre. Like, it's, it's always been mis- crime, sci-fi, sci-fi, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm trying, trying to, I don't even know. know. I don't know how many other people are just doing, like, a straight drama. There's not a lot of out there. No, I mean, romance comics were big in the 40s or some around then. Right, right, right. They're still Archie. I mean, and, you know, who doesn't love, you know, Riverdale? The Riverdale <laughs> it's, gang. It's very, it's very popular. popular. It is, especially with that TV show now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, no, crazy. it's crazy. So, you know, so there's always the possibility of this stuff. Unfortunately, most people don't pick up on it because in America we just associate, you know, big superhero y genre stuff. But also, but also I blame the industry. industry. I mean, Marvel, Marvel doesn't, doesn't want you to... You know what I mean? Marvel, Marvel DC has such market, market share. share. They, don't they don't want you to think about other comics because they're going to buy other comics. You know what I mean? So it behooves them, them to, to, you know, you know frame, frame it as a superhero discussion. discussion. And, you know, WWE doesn't want you to think about wrestling outside of WWE. You know, every once in a while, they kind of want you to want to, like, bite off some guy's Indian name. He did really well in the minor leagues, but now he's in the majors. Exactly. And that's the game. When you, when you have, have forces, forces like that that, 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 that have so, so much control over the aesthetic, like, getting, getting people, people to, to change, change is difficult. difficult. Definitely. So, how did you find your artist to get moving on it, then? Um, so, initially, initially I, found, I, found, I found my artist through uh, digital wedding. wedding. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I used many, many, many the first for a book, and then... And then uh, you know, I was, you know, I was taking, taking that book around, around and, and, and shopping around, 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 and then Kel, who's a professional wrestler from, from Zealand, Zealand, who's also a comic book artist, and now he draws right into interiors. You know, he had come, come to my table, table and said, hey, there's a comic book, it's awesome. He's like, you know, I'm a wrestler. And I was like, oh, really? He pulled out his mask, got the bag, and put it on, and he, uh... I was like, oh, this is cool. He's like, I'm also an artist. And I was like, oh, he's good. And it's... It's a, it's great, a great collaboration. collaboration. Obviously, he, he knows, knows what I'm talking about. about. Randy was a wrestling fan, so you know, so I can find, find YouTube clips of everything, everything I need. And, you know, you know Mikel understands, understands little, little things. things. Like, like wrestlers will look at the book and be like, oh, who, who drew this? Because, like, like, you know, the hand place is correct. And, like, there's certain things that are in that book that somebody that is an actual practitioner and craft would understand. That, you know, Mikel just draws because that's, you know. That's the, the way, way it is, is but, but people, people respect, respect that, you know? You know? It always, it always cracks me up when somebody's flipping, 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 couldn't love more. more. So I have to ask, how did you get the king to do your covers? So it's a crazy, crazy story. story. Um, you know, you know, I did my, I did my first, I did a preview book, book and I did my first issue, and it was going to come out in pre previews. Um, and I, I went, went to, to, to week off from every comic store in three states: New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut. 
I mean, I started one, I started one, one day in Manhattan, Manhattan and, like, the tip of Manhattan, walked up, and I went to all the different comic stores, I was like, I talked to everybody, I gave them books, free books, I was like, everybody I talked to had multiple people that they knew of that were wrestling fans. But still, nobody was going to know what the because it's bad And I was like, you know, how am I going to get people to see what I have to offer when you look at it? You know, I had a guy in my town Run a store in the house. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to buy this. And one of his clerks bought one out of my bag from the right in front of him. And he showed up and stocked it. I mean, and that's part of what's difficult about comics is just that so many people are superhero fans that they don't even understand or want to acknowledge other genres. So, and you really need something different, you know, something that kind of sets it apart, something that gives people's attention, you know, and then. I think I can win. I'm sure you're all artists. I'm like, I wonder if you can do a good cover for me. So, so I found his website. website. I sent him an email. Cold. No idea. You know, he has no idea who I am. Never, never met him before in my life. life. And I emailed his website. website which, which yeah, like, I, I forgot about it after I did it because it was such a ridiculous, like, long shot. And maybe like two weeks later, Jerry, like, give me an email back. Hey, I sent some books out, and I'll look at what you're doing. So, you know. It's in Memphis, it's probably, you know, I don't know, maybe it's Webmaster, I don't know. So, I send in, I send in the books, and maybe a week later, I get a phone call. I mean, honestly, like, like I mean, his voice is so distinctive. I mean, if it wasn't that he didn't have such a distinctive voice, I never would have believed it was him. But it was, it was just like, hey, is this Jerry? I was like, really? I mean, I remember, I was at work, it was like 8 o'clock at night, I was at work at night, and then, it was Jerry Hall and talking to me on the phone, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll totally cover for you. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm like, what do you want for it? How much do you want to pay? No, I'll just do it. Don't worry about it. He's like, I love to do art, and, you know, everybody has to wrestle, nobody ever asked you to do art. So, and it's funny, because Jerry actually got into wrestling from his art. As a kid, he drew wrestlers in the... He sent them to the TV station in Memphis, and they put them on TV. And then they hired him to, to be like a court reporter, like, almost like a court reporter, where he would draw pictures, and they would show them as like, like uh, what happened on the television. So they would show pictures of Jerry and draw them. So, 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 so and then from that, he met people, and he was able to train, and then he became super famous. And he never really got back to his art. So... You know, you know, me being the first person to ask him to do art, he was into, into it. And so, so he, he paid a cover for me. And it was super cool because like, I got to watch him do it. Um, he did it like here. Like, he, he, he'd come up. up. <laughs> One of the other things about Jerry is a world champion wrestler. He's an amazing artist. artist. But he doesn't do anything better than procrastinating. I was, I was like, like Jerry, I just covered it. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, just come to the show. And he's like, I'll work on that out. Bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, like you understand? It's like a whole cover. No, don't worry about it. And so he went and wrestled in Newburgh, New York. And he went to his hotel room. And I went with him. And he just sat down and took out his art stuff and started working. He had it drawn out. But he was painting a cover right in front of me. And like, like half the guys in the hospital, like, Joe that guy dressed like on the show, he came in and we were just sitting in the bed, like, Mark, this, this is so cool. cool. And, uh, yeah, I watched him paint the whole cover, and 
That's, That's how, how it went. And I was like, hey, hey what do you want to do some comic Yeah, I'd love to do some comic And we started, started doing conventions, and we started doing covers, and, you know, you know I don't know, everybody, everybody has different experiences with people, and everybody has different perceptions with people based on their sort of, you know, what the hell is persona is. And a lot of which Jerry is very much what you would expect based on that, but also, like, just the nicest, most generous guy. Like, he's, he's done, done so much for me and asked for, for nothing, nothing most of the time. time. Like, I have to, like, like, I have to, like, like secretly try, try to, like, pay for dinner or go to dinner because, you know, like, he's, he's just, he's that guy. Like, he, he wants to buy dinner. He wants to, you know, he's, he's just a nice, nice, nice. He's a real nice. He's a regular guy. He doesn't think of himself as He thinks of himself as, like, a regular guy that stuff happens to, too. And for and my, my mind, mind, I think he's, he's easily one, one of the greatest, greatest professional wrestlers wrestling in the history of the world. world. Like, he, he sold, sold out, out the same, same towns, towns for, like, 11 years. years. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, to me, the, the level of creativity and, and, and the overness and whatever, whatever like, like, I mean, that's, that's not something that a lot of people, people do. You know what I mean? Like, Flair people sold out. He was going, like, month, 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 month. He was going around the country. And Jerry was the same five city loop every week. And people still sold out to see him, you know, you know, you know, like the latest bad guy stuff. I think that that's it's fantastic. Like I watched him this week. He wrestled in Connecticut. He's wrestling, and like I love watching him wrestle because even now he's very very limited to what he can do. But there's just so many little things. Like, like, and you use so, so many guys, guys now, now, so many guys, even, 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 even guys that are on television, like, like, they forget some, some of the finer, finer points because there's more spotlighted or, you know, they're more like in a spot and stuff. And Jerry is so much with so little. I love to watch it. I love to watch it. I love to watch it. I mean, now, I think it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I, I really have only watched him wrestle in the WWE. And the footage of him versus Andy Kaufman, personally. Mm-hmm. But it, it, he's definitely a great wrestler. But they, but they did every, everything first. first. Like most, most of ECW, ECW was ripped, ripped from Memphis. Like, like, and then Paul Hale was the first to admit that. that. Um, you know, they, yeah, they had... Uh, he had guys, had guys wrestle as, like... As, like uh, he had pop culture concepts. You know what I mean? He had, he had, he had a lot of show with that Batman. He had guys wrestle as... Where werewolves and, and you know what I mean. The Shawn Michaels playground cover is actually a centerfold he did in the seventies. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. With the crown in front of his junk, you know. You know, but like, he did everything first. I think it's crazy. Like, I think he's one of the most creative minds ever in like the history of wrestling. He'll never get credit for it because you know, obviously, history is my own and all that. So. Yeah. It's, a, it's weird a weird thing. thing but it's also I mean, he inspired, inspired everything. He was also regional when then it just went was copied by national. So people, you know, on the West Coast never saw any Memphis wrestling. Ever. Sure, sure. And now they but see even like, like you said, that, that, they, they, they took so many concepts from, from Memphis. Memphis. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's, and, 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 and that's that, that so different because, because you know, WWE was a cartoon. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and you know, he's also one of the quickest whips like I've ever heard. You just listen yeah, to him yeah. on the mic, and it's just like, how does he like that? Too. Too. 
Yeah, I mean, super, super fun. fun. Like, just, just, just to be, to be out, out and hang around, around and stuff. Like, it's, like, it's, it's my favorite, favorite thing to do. Like, so he's a, he's a, and it's weird to me what he would expect because he's a big art, art nerd. And we go we to, to uh, the art, art museums with Jared Wallen and the other person. And we go to art museums and like, nerd out. We went to Stockton Con in Stockton, California. One of the benefits was they had this art museum there and they let all the guests go. And it's also the largest collection of J.C. Linebacker. Who used to, used to do the post for Rock 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 but, but he's, 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 he's super, 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 super into, 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 into art. art. And, 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 and it's neat, neat. Yeah, it, and it definitely shows in his art. Like, that was the vibe I get uh, from the covers, that it's very Rockwell-inspired. <laughs> and I've seen other art from him before, where I, I've seen him do, like, paintings of himself and things like that. But the fact that he chose this particular style and knew how to work it and everything just really showed a love oh, of yeah, art yeah. and a familiarity with it. And he's, he's got such a weird, weird not, not weird, weird, but like, like a, a wide, wide variety of interests. Like he really he likes like Frank Frazetta, and, and he loves, uh, uh, you know, the you know, Rat Fanfare, like that style of art. And, 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 uh, he really likes Patrick Nagel. Like, like, it's, 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 it's really, really cool, cool to see, I don't know, just to see this guy from Memphis who throws fire at people and, you know, wrestles for a living. He starts talking, you know, we're going to be like close up up paintings, like looking at brush strokes and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one, one of the funnest, funnest things, things that, that I get, that I get, to, get do. to do. You know what I mean? And it's such, such a weird thing because it's, it's with somebody, somebody you, know, you know, I grew, I grew up watching, watching on television, television now. He's one of my best friends, friends and it's such a, such a I just talked talk to him a couple hours, hours. hours. <laughs> And it's such a, it's such a weird thing. You know what I mean? Of all the things that I've got to do, like, I just want to make a cool wrestling comic and I'm friends with people, like, you know, Hurricane is one of my favorite wrestlers. I saw him this weekend. He's one of my best friends. It's crazy. Like, these people accept me as equal and they like, like because they like what I do, like, like, like you know, sort of mutual respect, that we get along, and, you know, we're friends, friends. Like, it's, as, as, a, as a kid, kid grew up watching wrestling, wrestling like, like, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's Oh, I know, and they all seem to want to work with you, because now they're doing backups for Headlocked, they're co-writing WWE comics with you, <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, part of the dream. Everybody kind of kept out for me, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't, know. I don't know. Like, like everybody's always, always treated, treated me like, like one of the boys. boys. Like, like, you know, no, like, like I've been in locker rooms, rooms and, and you know, people, people invited me in locker rooms, rooms and no one's ever done like, why is that guy guy here? here? It's, it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. I've been backstage at backstage and, you know, like in locker rooms and indie shows and stuff. Everybody just treats me like one of the boys, which is really to me like the highest compliment because I think everybody appreciates the story that I'm telling and. The sort of authenticity of it, and all of it, you know, you know, treating, treating it, treating it, treating respect, respect, and being serious about it. And yeah, that was, it's cool, cool. That's what I was about to say. That you're very respectful of it. You're kind of, sort of like showing how like the behind the scenes kind of works. Like obviously, it's not the full kayfabe and everything, but it's kind of that vibe, like the way it it's looks. Respect the trash. Yeah. 
like the sort of the negative aspects of business or drive the story. And most everybody in wrestling has to tell you, like, you know, I like wrestling, I like wrestling free, like, they pay me for the bullshit. And that's, you know, so that's kind of my story. We're always respectful of the craft and the art form and whatnot. And then, you know, you know, some of the, some some of the, the nonsense, nonsense that also happens, 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 you know, you know that's what drives drives the, drives drives the story, story for. That's, that's not what most people think of. You know, you know, guys, guys that wrestle, that's not what they think of. Wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. you know, yeah. to them it's being in the ring and you know, calling the action. You know, there's a real art form. Take take it. You know, even 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 if they don't think of it that way. They think, they think of it that way. Hard, it's hard, hard, it's hard, to, hard explain. to explain. Like, they're not they're walking, walking, you know, like, like Paul's Paul's Mahoney is walking, walking around talking about, about, you know, art and, and whatever, whatever but, like, like, he understands it on a visceral, visceral level, level what he's doing, doing is art. And, and, and like, like they, they're, they're, they're respectful, respectful of it as, as such. such. Yeah, and it has a very respectful tone to how they learn to wrestle as well. Because a lot of the main push of the story is that the main character is learning to wrestle, trying to become one of the boys. And he's going through his own trials and tribulations as, you know, there was an accident in the ring early on that kind of pushes his story forward. And it's kind of pushing drama while also trying to give a, like, a feel of what it's like to be behind the scenes of wrestling. As he's learning the craft, craft of wrestling, he's also sort of coming, coming at the same time, time in an environment that has no rules and no structure. And kind, and kind of, of you know, what, what that's, that's like, like, what, like, like a, a, you know, very, very young, young immature kid into in this sort of wild west environment and how he's going to grow and how he's going to learn and who's teaching him things. And, and it's, it's uh, you know, I think a lot, a lot of sort of fascinating about, you know, how we build our personalities as people, like, you know, you pull from people who are influential to you, you know, there's there's things that I've pulled from people. You know, who, you know, had, who a very, had a very, you know, you know time lines had a very small, you know, you know overlap, overlap with me, but had, had, had a big impact, impact on who I became then. And I always I find that fascinating, like, like what, you what you choose to, to what you choose, choose to block, you choose to build your identity with it. And that's part of his journey as well. And a lot of what he's learning in the ring sort of ties into what he's also learning in terms of, like, you know, his coming age. Nice. And there's also the whole story of people coming after wrestling, like, it's fake, it's awful, let's try and break it down. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, 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 a film film much type, type uh, person. person. And, you, know, you know, I wanted, I wanted it to be accessible, accessible for everybody, so that's why we started, started it from, from, you know, from day zero. zero. I wanted I somebody, somebody to never watch wrestling, wrestling before, wrestling is a very polarizing thing. thing. People can instantly have an opinion on wrestling, whether they've ever watched it or not. Which, Which I find, I find amazing. amazing. Like, yeah, that sucks, 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 that's fake, whatever, whatever, whatever watch, watch. No, no. Um, so, so I wanted, I wanted to, to sort of hide the medicine, medicine in the food, food, so to speak. So I wanted, I wanted to, tell to tell an entertaining sort of dramatic, dramatic, dramatic story, story that, that, you know, you know I mean, how many, how many people, people watch Rocky, Rocky that watch, watch boxing, boxing right? You know what I mean? Like, like, not many. Rocky's far more popular than boxing is. Like, you know, in general. So, I wanted, I wanted to be able to tell, tell like, an interesting story, story that's, uh, that anybody, anybody can follow, follow that would also, also you know, you, you can start, start the story, story, you know, not have a ton of people buy the book, book who've never, never watched wrestling, wrestling come back and be like, wow, wow, wow I have such a different, different opinion about wrestling, about wrestling now, and 
you know, you know, I feel I like I like converted, converted some people, people which was always, was always kind, kind of my intention, intention honestly, honestly, for people to see wrestling, wrestling through my eyes. eyes. You know, it's you know, a little more out there now, now where people can talk about the art form and stuff, but I mean, back when I started, it wasn't something that was a regular discussion. And, you know, I want people to try to sort of low-key tricks and, you know, some soccer moms into falling on the fake fight fighting. It's a good plan. And you kind of started... You kind of started towards the end of the down period too, so you, your story built up as wrestling itself built up again. And that's what's cool, cool because a lot, a lot of the guys, guys that were coming up on the news, you know, are now in WWE, and you know, friends with all those guys, guys, and they've always, always been to me and helped me out. out. It's it's, uh, uh, it's been really cool, cool. you know, like all these guys, guys are. It's 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 wrestling's real for me again on some level, just because like. I know, I know so, so many, many people, people, and I know, I know, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, you know the toll that it takes. So, like, so like the Christopher, Christopher Daniels, Daniels is somebody, somebody that I consider a friend. friend. Christopher, Christopher Daniels is older, older you know, for a wrestler, 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 it still takes incredible, incredible risks risk in the ring. ring. And, like, and it's, it's hard, hard for me to watch him wrestle like a ladder match. And I'm sure he's a professional, pro, pro, pro. He's always going to be safe. I mean, anything happened, you know what I mean? And it always makes me nervous to watch him wrestle because... You know, you know, like, like I know him now as a human, human. I care for his well being, and that makes wrestling, wrestling real, real for me. Like, like I want, I want friends my friends to win belts because I know that that's better, better for the career, career. Not because, not because it's the most toughest guy, guy in the room, but because, because I can make more money, money and it's, it's, it's a higher profile, better for the families. So you know, so, you know, like it's it's weird, weird. You know what I mean? Because you go through a certain phase, you know, it's real, it's less, less real. Now it's totally real for me. In a lot, in a lot of ways, ways. And, and that's, that's uh, it's kind, kind of, of fun too. too. Oh yeah, I totally understand that. It, it's always more visceral if you're kind of a part of it, mm-hmm. and you kind of have more of a relationship to it. I remember when I was watching, watching one of, one of, one of, one of, one of I was at a Honor show years, years, years ago, and I, and I turned, turned out, out I was sitting, sitting next to my Briscoe's parents. parents. Um, oh nice! Like Papa Briscoe eventually became like an on-screen character, but this was before that. You know, you know, he, he was, was super, super pumped, pumped up, up he's cheering, cheering, yelling, yelling for his boys, boys. And, and, and the mom has just got hands, hands over her eyes, 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 you know, barely watching, watching it. And, uh, it's interesting, it's interesting, you know, just to see the different, the different ways, ways that people, people experience, experience wrestling. wrestling. Um, you know, I've always thought of wrestling as, like, sort of like physical equivalent of jazz music. Like, I love going to jazz concerts and listening to people play jazz jazz since it's recorded. Music, you know, like it loses something in the recording. recording. It's such it's a visceral, visceral live, live thing. thing. That's why I feel, I feel about wrestling. Live, live wrestling is so awesome. And as much as much TV wrestling, wrestling is such, such a big part, part of growth, I feel like it loses something. something. You know, you know, it loses, loses a bit of its soul, soul coming through the screen. screen. And uh, uh, so that's why I love to still still go to every every show that I can. And you know, the smaller arenas and get the smack at the end. The sweat, sweat and ring, 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 and all, all that, that stuff. stuff. There's, There's so, so much, much more immersive. immersive. Well, there's also, you know, that energy of being in the crowd, like witnessing it oh, with, yeah. you know, a thousand people or however many are in the audience. And I think that also adds to it. It's like seeing a concert versus listening to an album. Crowd, 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 crowd everything. everything. I, I, I wish, wish people, people understood, understood how, how much their involvement, involvement makes a match. match. Like, like, I saw, I saw I, my, the, the best, best live experience I've ever had as a wrestling fan, fan and an entire 30-some-odd years as a wrestling fan, was Samoa Joe versus Kensei Kenbashi in the New York Hotel. 
1,500 people in a hotel ballroom, and I would put those I would put those people like voice for voice ahead of any other crowd and then like a dozen WrestleManias. Those I mean that place like my ears hurt everybody loses their mind. The wrestlers were balcony. They were watching the show. They were losing their mind. Like it was nuts. It was, it was such, such a crazy, crazy environment, you know what I mean? But a great, great crowd, crowd can make a bad match very, very good. And a bad, bad crowd, crowd can make an excellent match horrible. And then that's, uh, uh, you know, I just I mean, I wish, I wish people, people would sort of embrace that part of it, you know. And I get it, it can be exhausting sometimes, especially the length that shows are on, but I mean, the crowd really has a hard part to play in, uh, you know, you know, in, in the, the process. process. Oh, yeah. But when you're going to a seven-hour WWE pay-per-view... Uh-huh. Wrestling should never be more than three hours. hours. Yeah. I, it really should. Three, three, three hours, hours and a half hour intermission. intermission. Two and a half hours and a half hour intermission. Like, like that, that, I mean, I mean WrestleMania is on God. I mean, I, 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 I saw, saw WrestleMania, WrestleMania one year. I was a guest, guest of 2K Sports. I watched it watch, 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 It was fully catered and entirely free. It was free food. It was free drinks. And it was, and it was too, too long, long for me. For me. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, like, I'm a man that loves wrestling, wrestling so much. I read a comic about, about, about it. And I was, and I was like, like, okay, I'm ready to go. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up deciding to watch it at home. But I did go to SummerSlam last summer. And it was the same thing where, you know, it's, it's literally like doors opened at 5. So, you know, you go kind of early because you want to catch the early matches. And then it ran till midnight. And you're mm-hmm. just like, you know, this is a lot. And I have to go to work tomorrow. I, 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 no, I, mean, I, think, I think that, that I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely, definitely think WWE can benefit from more focused story storytelling all the way around. I think that, that uh, you, know, you know, you know, it's, it's interesting because you know, obviously, obviously experience wrestlers can call a match and ring without having to, to you know, plan it out. You just get out there and you know, if you follow a crowd, the crowd starts to read you and you build a match, but. I don't necessarily think TV works that way. way. That's, That's how, how they do, do it. it. I mean, sort of right every week, and, and, and I don't know. I think they need a. I think they need, need uh, more focused focus storytelling. Like, like I still, still remember this day, the feud between his and Ball Mahoney on WWE's version of GCW. Like it resonated with me, and they never finished it, which is just insane. But whatever. But it was it was a memorable thing to me. And it's, it's very, very hard, hard now to, to remember because I mean, eighties there's, there's so, so much stuff, but also just the way the guys trade wings and, and like things don't necessarily flow. Like, oh yeah, yeah the, you know, every, every champion is going to lose on TV, TV now. Like, that's that thing. Like, the, the champion is going to win and not have a match. You know, I think that they just need to do some more focused storytelling. Like, like people give Vince so crap, and he's earned all of it, but. When he was in charge of WWE, everybody had a story. Every person on that show had a storyline. From the top, tippy top guy to the bottom guy. Like, there was no way to just there. Like, you might have, you know, you might be in an enhancement match, but you also have this little personal issue with this other guy. Lower on the card, just people stuff to do and help them develop their personality and stuff. And now there's just, it feels like they pay a lot of attention to the top two or three matches in the show. The, the two or three, you know, superstars, and then everybody else is just kind of there. Yeah, Vince Russo was really good at following the through lines of individual characters. 
Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was long-term storytelling he sucked at and was sure. very much going for that car crash television. And if he had somebody to balance that, then it would have, you know. I think what he did, did. I mean, they, they had, had some sets. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, saying the editor holds up. Because really it really does, does in a lot of ways. ways. But, you know, it's funny, too, because it's, you know, I mean, it's it's a, at the time, time, I really loved, loved it, you know. You know? So, so it's, I mean, I mean contextually, in its time, it was the right thing for the right time. Maybe that's, you know, it's not the right thing for now, but it's, 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 it's definitely interesting. interesting. It is, and it'll be interesting to see where wrestling goes from here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So, back to the book. Um, see, there's three volumes out right now. Yes. And a fourth was Kickstartered. Yes. Uh, a little while ago. Um, yeah, it's uh, a little, little spin too, too long. long. But what was the Kickstarter experience like? Kickstarter was super, I mean, that was, that was our fourth, fourth one. one. Um, it's, it's super nerve-wracking. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter like, like I mean I mean I, I, we're, we're at a point, point now like we had our whole you know day to you know you know, have a fan, fan base, base but it's still, it's still just, you just, just always want to be as big as it can be. You know what I mean? You want people to be excited about your stuff, you want people to to get into it and then it's just just the way you start works, they say you get thirty percent in the beginning, you get thirty percent and then the entire middle you get thirty percent. So it's a it's, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a flurry of activity at the beginning, and then it's just this wall in the middle. You get a couple of pledges every day because people are going to wait, you know, whatever. whatever. It's just, just it's, it's agonizing. And the people don't pledge on the weekends because people have better things to do with their life. You know, but you know, in your head, you still want people to pledge those days. And it's it's just agonizing. Like the first one, I. I feel like I've got better at it now, but like the first, first, the first one, I gained like 20 pounds of stress weight because I just eat. Um, you know, I just refresh my phone like every five minutes. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, nerve wracking, but if it wasn't a Kickstarter, I wouldn't be able to do what we do because even now, now like, like the success that we've had and the people we've had involved, like, like, like I don't even miss this comics. We certainly don't build a book outside of comics. Um, you know, we don't use any of the comic apparatus. Like, I sold my book on backpack and rest of the shows. And, you know, we started starting down the comic con, so it's building the audience that way. And then Kickstarter is what made it go for us. You know, the direct market wasn't really feasible. You know, I have guys telling me, like, hey, hey, yeah, I've got 20 wrestling fans in my store, but I'm not going to buy a book for the very hairy indies. Like, like, what do you, what do, you, do, you do with that? So, so I knew there was an audience. I just had to go find, find the audience. Too many people, people I think, just trying to put their put stuff out into the world and expect people to find it. it. But I, I, I mean, in this day and age, I mean, you're going to be better with everything. Cat can't on the internet. People can be better than that. There's so much entertainment. People can be Fortnite. I mean, you know, you've got to go find your audience. So that's what I try to do as much as possible. Is go, go out, out and, and you know, you know, Yeah, I mean, I picked up. I, I started with the second volume, but I picked that up at a convention, dug it, ended up backing the Kickstarter and buying all the back issues that way. So you know, I I'm a fan. I enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to this fourth volume finally coming. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Mikhail's had a whole bunch of issues. issues. It's, it's, it's the, 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 the part, part of collaboration, collaboration difficult, difficult, and then. And then 
you know, you know Kenny Omega story, 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 and Cody Rose story, story, and you know they, they, they redo, redo it, it, and then obviously the, the Bullet Club stuff blew up, up, and then they, they, they ran it all in, they started their own company, company so, so like chasing, chasing these guys, guys down is is is, is difficult. difficult. You know what I mean? So, so I've, I've got five wrestlers I have to chase down. Like I never would have guessed the easiest person to get the story out of Ric Flair. But you know, like I got five wrestlers to chase down with five different creative teams, and my creative team, and Jerry and Colors. It's it's, it's tough, tough and, you, know, you know. I mean, I, I you know, I was working seventy hours a week in my regular job, trying to hit conventions on the weekend, and you know, we, we do these art prints, prints and, and that, and uh, I got a Caribbean series coming out, out. Um, probably, probably by the end of the year. Another sort of wrestling theme, creative, creative, creative series, and and what's a better comics and. Well, that's the problem. If you're not like with one of the big five or six companies, you know, it, it becomes tough to even, you know, get mm-hmm. traction in the market. And even some of them are having, you know, it's, you know, but the market's there. That's the thing. Comics fail itself. I mean, I guess it's you know, you know, Marvel and DC, DC like it the way it works, works you know, because, because it works and it benefits them and they have the market share, share but, but, you know, you know on some level, the art form failed, failed itself, I guess, or the business failed the art form. form. So, I mean, because there's, there's lots, lots of people that sell a lot of books, books you know, they just, they just don't, don't sell them in comic book stores, stores which, which is crazy. crazy. You know what I mean? They're called comic book stores. But it's also weird, too, because in this day and age, people don't go to specialty shops or anything. So... It's, it's, it's weird, weird that that's how we still do business. business. It's, it's weird, weird that it, you have to pay, pay three months in advance for something, something you know, in the air, air one click. click. Um, there's, there's a lot, a lot of outdated things that comics needs, needs to address, to, address to, you know, you know take advantage of stuff. stuff. And, you know, you know they, they, they sort of fight, fight technology, fight digital. They got to do a better job of... You know, getting, getting stuff, stuff in people's hands, hands in, in, in a more of an impulse, impulse buy. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Like, like why can't Marvel... Marvel I don't know. Like, if, if I was Marvel, Marvel Comics, like, I would have, have stands. stands. I mean, if, if I was a comic store, store, I'd have stands set up at the theaters. theaters. And I would have, have you know, movie-tying books or whatever, you know. I mean, there's... I just feel like there's so many things... The you can take advantage of it. I mean, obviously, obviously movie studios, studios don't care if there's small potatoes, potatoes for them, them, but you would think that the industry would want to take advantage of that or somehow negotiate, you know, some, some way to, to, to help the comics, but there's almost no sort of reciprocation on the other end. You know, they'll throw thank you at the bottom of the... They'll throw thank you at the bottom of the movie and the credits, you know, at some point. But they got to be better. Well, part of well, part of it is those some of those retailers who own the comic book stores try to hamstring the publishers because they see it as competition. Oh, you're going to sell digital. Well, that's cutting into my profits. Oh, you're going to sell at the movie theater. That cuts into my profits. And then they complain. And then Marvel's like, well, what do we do? DC's like, well, you know, we still want to have your business, so we don't want to screw you over. And then you but they shouldn't have fought, fought it. You know what I mean? mean? Like, what if they had done, done, you know, what if digital, digital like, if you, if you, if you bought, bought a physical copy, you got a free digital copy, or if you buy the digital copy, you get something different that you don't get a physical copy. Well, they take the codes. 
they did the codes in the printed version, at least for a long time. I don't know if they still do, where you get a free digital copy. But I mean, I mean something, something to encourage people, people to, to, to buy them separately, separately or, or whatever. whatever. Just, just, I feel I like, like there's, there's everybody, everybody just, just tried, tried to fight, fight progress. progress. Yeah. And, and, and it hurt, hurt for a long time. time. And, and, you know, thankfully, thankfully like I said, things like Kickstarter exist, so people like me who do unconventional stuff can, you know, get it to their audience. Because um, I, 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 like, I don't know, I don't think, think if I just, just put it on a website, website it was like, hey, hey order, order this, like, I, don't I don't know if I would generate enough sales, because people will just be like, oh, I'll get you at the next convention, convention or whatever, whatever. But there's, there's an urgency, urgency Kickstarter that sort of gets people going. going. And I don't know, I mean, I mean they, 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 you know, maybe somehow, somehow people can get involved in that, that could somehow be a model for, I don't know, I just feel like there's got to be... We can't, we can't keep, keep doing, doing things, things the way we've always, always done, done them. them. Because, because obviously that didn't work. I mean, I know, I know the economy is growing. Sales, sales is growing. Um, they need to, to figure something out. And even the market for them is growing because they're finally becoming very inclusive in ways they haven't been before. Um, yeah, yeah. To like women, minorities, things like that. I mean, I really don't want to go into it, but there is also sort of that gatekeeper mentality among you know young males even some sure. older ones too who are trying to kind of hamstring these people out of the fandom and it's unfortunate it is absolutely, absolutely unfortunate. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate it's unfortunate that there are creators, creators that play into it because, because they know that you know they're they're, they're uh, you know, you know getting, getting money off of that, that you know, you know trying, trying to sell some snake oil to these guys, guys. And I, just, I just i just feel like, like everything, everything doesn't have to be for you you know like, like there's, there's so, so much entertainment, there's, there's so many comic books, there's so many things, you know. But the, but the problem is we've had a reliance on the same 40 or 50 characters for 70 years. They mean different things to different people. You know, if you grew up in the 60s, Batman is Adam last For some people, it's Michael Keaton. For some people, it's, you know, Christian Schmidt. You know what I mean? And they're all different presentations of Batman. So everybody wants their version. And that's, and that's, I think that, that makes, makes it hard, hard to, to, you know, you know it, it, it makes, makes it hard, hard because comics comics outside, outside of, of like, like Deadpool and Harley Quinn, I, mean, I don't, I don't know, know if any new characters came here, I guess, now. Have any, any, any new characters have really sort of hit the, you know, modern characters have hit the mainstream that way. People still think they just, you know, the big seven Justice League guys in the Avengers or whatever, the guys that have been around forever. But, but it's just, it's just everybody, everybody has a sense, sense of ownership. ownership. They they bend different, different things to everybody. So, so it's, it's it's definitely, definitely difficult. difficult. I just, I just wish, wish that people would realize that uh, you can do different, different things, things and you know, you know not, not every book is going to be for you. Yeah, and I mean those characters you just cited are all at least twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. And that's and that's the hard part. I mean, especially just Hollywood would if we could get pushed. You know, I mean, nothing, 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 nothing gets pushed out some kind of brand, brand awareness. So, you know, it's easy hard to get a brand, brand new character going. I mean, I mean comics are super risk averse. You know, you know the mainstream media is super risk averse. I still think they have no idea how into the Spider-Verse got me. Like, it's amazing. I love it. I love that. It filled my heart with such joy to watch that movie. And still does. You know, just that they use the. You know, designs from the comics, comics and stuff. stuff. And, 
you know, know just the way, the way it was done. done. But, but like, it, it blows my mind that that movie got made, made, like how that got made, how how somebody improved it. It's so different, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. tough. I mean, every fan's going through it. Obviously, Star Wars is going through it right now. Right 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 and it's, uh, everybody's got their, everybody's got that ownership stuff. I know. And, and, not all of that ownership is, you know, good. No, no, no. And it's what you know, like, look, we were talking, you know, in wrestling, in the early 2000s, like, I got burned out. Like, I was just like, oh, this just isn't doing it for me. And then when I finally went on it, and I fell in love with wrestling again. again. And that became my thing. There were times where, you know, WWE got good. I was losing it. There's times that other things. I mean, there's a time that progress was my favorite thing. It's still probably the best overall produced thing. But, you know, like, I feel like there's too much entertainment in the world to narrow yourself to something or to have something as miserable. You know, you, you just, just gotta, gotta find what you like. like. And if something, you know, sometimes something is not for you anymore. Sometimes the thing you love doesn't love you back. You gotta find something that will. And it's, it's, a, it's a, a lot of lessons lesson people learn. And it's frustrating. I think everybody needs a fan. I remember David Lindelof couldn't understand people were so mad about Lost. And then I remember he went to the movies. I don't, I don't remember what movie it was. was. He, he got, got angry about the movie. movie. He's like, oh, I get, I get it now. <laughs> I, I, I kind of understand now why people, people got, got angry at Lost because I got angry about this thing. thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling, telling people, people not to look about, about it. it. So, so yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. tough. I mean, it's, it's great. great. You know, like, it's great when everybody can be happy. You know, I think by and large, I think, for, 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 for such, such a polarizing, you know, comics are so polarizing. The Marvel movies is generally you know, yeah, super, super well received outside of, you know, you know people crying about Captain Marvel, but, I mean, you know, you know there's, there's so much, much there's so, so much joy there from characters and from, 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 from what was done, done. And, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a real, it's a real hard thing, thing. It's, it's really, really, it makes me happy, happy to see people enjoying those worlds. Yeah, well, Captain Marvel fell into that whole, you know, comic skate thing again, but, oh no, understood, yeah, but, look at Endgame, where, People are coming out crying from a three-hour movie. It's making over a billion dollars its opening weekend. So yeah, yeah. It shows that people want to be entertained. They want to love these characters. They want to love their entertainment. And it's just finding what yeah, yeah. they love. And it, and it frustrates me when you, when you watch, watch something, something that's sort of hacked out. out. You know, you know, like I, I, you know, I, I used to dress in Jurassic Park and stuff. I saw some of these Jurassic Park movies. And then... I don't, I don't like, like it. it. I don't like, like the fact that they crash crap beat up like a hundred guys with a bumbling dinosaur. Like I thought that was dumb. dumb. I mean, I mean that's, that's not something to be realistic to kids. kids. Like, like I don't know how you know. know. It was like, yeah, yeah. All right, maybe I don't know. I'll watch something else. But I, I, you know, like Pixar. People complain. You know, people who watch wrestling play a lot about PG. Like Pixar. Everybody loves Pixar movies. And Pixar finds a way to get people. Invest in their characters, and it's a cartoon, but, you know, kids love them, adults love them, whatever, it's all PG, there's no rated art, there's six movies, and people are into it. So you can't tell stories like that and get people invested, like, there doesn't have to be a boom in art or whatever, you know? And I mean, hey, I'm not against that either, but I'm just, you know, like, people think that 
you can't tell you know, you know that you, you can't, can't tell, tell simple, simple stories that people, people love, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't things can be good. good. Like nothing, nothing has, has to ever, ever nothing ever has, has to suck. suck. And, and that's, that's it doesn't bother, bother people make stuff. It is very, very clearly packed out. Uh, well, I mean, there's always the first ten minutes of up. That, that seriously is seriously. One of the best love stories I've ever seen. Right, right. And, and it's gut punching. You know what I mean? It's a cartoon. I mean, it's. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I, 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 I feel, feel like, like there's, there's nothing ever has, has an excuse to suck. Like, like if it's, it's half fast. And yeah, that's the thing. Like, like it's, it's, it's fine to make a storytelling story story people don't, don't agree with. with. Like, like, it's another thing, thing where you, where you can just tell, tell like, people, people are fun in it. it. Yeah, and it's and okay to not make it for all audience. It's for this audience. Hey, because not everything's for everybody. I'm not into teen dramas anymore. I'm not a teenager. That's fine. I don't have to watch them. You know, and I can sure, appreciate. Sure. I hate reality TV shit. That's me, but I don't Same hold man. it against anybody who enjoys it. Right, uh, right. My girlfriend, you, you watch everything. everything. Yeah, my girlfriend <laughs> wants to watch Kardashians. She can do it without me. That's fine. <laughs> you know, we'll yeah, watch it. You know, but you know, sitting there sort of pooping on the other person's Yeah, but alternatively, we we try. I got her somewhat into wrestling. She's really enjoying the women's like revolution. You know, she loves Charlotte. She loves Becky. So, you know, Rhonda helped get her into it because she knew Rhonda from MMA. So it's just like the fact that you can find bits and pieces, even if you don't love the entire product. You know, you like the women's wrestling? Watch the women's wrestling. You like the luchas? Watch, you know, luchas. That's a side note, man. Man, I really felt bad for Rhonda. For the, the level, level of experience, experience she had and the stages she was put on, on, I think she, she did pretty well. well. And she brought, she brought a ton of people to there. I mean, she was probably, I don't think they got that Foxy or without her. And then, I mean, nobody would cut that down or break. And it's unfortunate because she was always wrestling. She was going to be a PWG show back in the day. Like, I mean, she was going to be a show. She was a real fan. I don't doubt it. I think that they. Probably, probably lost, lost a little bit, bit of betrayal. Like, I think, I think she needed to be like that. I think if they had brought her in, how they should have finished, I think it would have been better. But, but you, know, you know, she still, still wasn't getting any kind of respect. That's a shame. shame. She, she really did a lot, lot for, for that company. company. Without a doubt. I also think that they could have held a little bit back before introducing her, just because she was really green when she started. And she just didn't know the rhythm of wrestling. She knew how to fight. I also think that made it fun for me. It made it interesting because she's different. She talked when she did her promo. She talked like a sports person. Oh yeah, that was great. It was different, and it made sense for her character. I like it. I thought it was. I thought it really. And I know it wasn't the intent, but it. I don't know. I think it's just something different. And it's funny too because I know like Nia Jax and some of the other people take a lot of a lot of crap too. Like I think Ron and I amazing chemistry. And I, really I, really watching watching I did too. Just she was just not familiar with wrestling. She just was a little green when she started. That was mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. But, but, but I mean, mean also, also, you know. But she picked it up yeah, really yeah. quick. And absolutely. She earned that main event spot. Yeah. You know. I mean, she sold some tickets. tickets. Definitely, and that's what it's all about. And uh, I hope she comes back to wrestling soon. I know she's taking yeah, a little yeah, time off, but. 
you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. She really came to her character in a way that I don't know if she had. And I don't know, like I I I think that she really Cool. Oh, I, she, she's awesome. Yeah. Super, like, like, she gets, gets it and whatever. It's, uh, but I think she really grew a lot out of that. And, uh, it, it, it makes me, uh, makes me happy to see. Yeah, no, she definitely did. And I think as a byproduct, Becky did as well. Because I mean, Becky, Becky was always, like, and she's a super, super nice person. person. I don't, I don't know show her first in the back. I think he's like the sweetest, such a nice, happy person. And couldn't be happier for her. You want to buy my artist? She made an art print of her. And she brought it to her. And she said, oh, I hope you get a rich on it. Like, she hugged her. And she's just such a nice, gracious person. And I don't know. Like... Everybody, everybody needs her, feels, feels that way. Her. So, so it's cool, cool that good things, things are happening. happening. Yeah. It's a good person. Yeah, but I think the man character wouldn't have happened if Charlotte didn't up her game going against Ronda. Because mm-hmm. agreed. agreed. And I think that's kind of where my my thinking was on that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I love you know, but it's gotten me loving the product again. So, I mean, I restarted watching wrestling about a year and a half ago, and it was great to be able to watch all of this kind of grow yeah and sometimes, sometimes, I think sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, gotta sometimes, sometimes i mean it, it can become, become somewhat more repetitive you know what i mean like every time you match it feels like a hot hat you know what i mean you know it's coming and you know what i mean sometimes you just gotta walk away a little bit and then it's fresh again you know it's uh not necessarily walk away just maybe you know scale back for a little bit and then you come back and it's that all right i'm not ready again but yeah and the show can be a little predictable as in all right, now I know that this is when the promo is going to be. This is when they're going to do the commercial break in the middle of the match. And, uh, you know, that, no, I mean, I mean, that definitely needs some more. more. I'm not going to lie. Um, but definitely, it definitely needs some, some structural work. I don't think, think, think it's the, the, the fault of the talent. talent. And that's, that's unfortunate. I do feel like they have a super talented roster. I just don't necessarily know if they can give them a lot to work with. And I think they, I don't know. I feel like they should just... Take the, take the gloves, gloves off and just give him like a phone. Just let him go crazy. Let him do. do. I mean, I mean Becky's far, far more entertaining on Twitter than she is at any other point. point. You know what I mean? She's she clearly got it in. So, so, you know what I mean? Like, let her go. go. Let her do her thing. thing. You know? She's doing it better than they are. Yeah. No, I'm not a huge fan of the everything must be scripted way of doing things now. Like, that's one thing I do like my attitude. It's a bad way to do anything. Yeah, I think that's, that's me, me. I feel like that's a good way to, to handle something like that. 
Yeah, no. no, I definitely agree. And I think it's also just that event fatigue where you were literally for a while going event to event to event. Mm-hmm. Secret invasion led into a um, dark um, something or other, led into siege. Oh, dark rain. That's the one I was trying to think of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure sure yeah, and it's just like sometimes just give it a rest because then uh-huh. it becomes even bigger when you do it again. And, you know, otherwise. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, like, I, I, and it's, and it's hard, hard for me like, like now. So, you, know, you know, comics are cheap. cheap and like, I don't read a lot of superhero books because it's really hard to just, just read, read a book. book. Like, like, I want to read a character. Like, I'll buy like Moon Knight or something because I know like it's probably not going to cross over. It's just one book, it's one story. You know, what I mean? I read it and enjoy it. Because that's what I used to be. You know, I mean, read X Men and wouldn't have to read 10 out of the books. And then. You know, eventually you had to buy X-Force or X-Factor and, and you, know, you know, two, two X-Men books. Avengers now ships twice a month, and month and then, which, which is insanity. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I think we could just keep going forever on wrestling and comics, and it's great. No but uh, I think we're going to kind of take it home now. And sure, we can sure. always pick this up again, because this is really great, like, just... You know, especially since you have all this inside knowledge of, you know, the wrestling business and the comics business that we can learn from. But yeah, no, no, it's super, super fun. fun. Man. I just, just looked at the clock. clock and I was like, oh man, man. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I know. Yeah, that's why I was like, all right, let's wrap up because it. T- wow, it, it's we probably go for a couple hours. I think. So, where can they find more of you, and where can they find? The Headlock book. Uh, all of our stuff, stuff is uh, Headlock Comic. It's one word. It's our website. It's where we have books. Um, you know, it's our Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, the whole nine yards. So, so uh, I write it all. So it's all me. me. So, so if anyone wants to talk to me, to me or, you know, you know whatever. whatever. Talk to me about some comics. Yeah. I'm always around. And they can meet you at upcoming comic book conventions, wrestling conventions. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Um, I think, I think my, my next scheduled. So, so I've, I've, I've been, been off the road, road a little bit. I'm trying, trying to get, get some of this, uh, some of this stuff, stuff done. done. Um, pushing some of these projects, projects forward. forward. But uh, I'll be, be at GalaxyCon in Richmond at the end of May. I'm probably going to do something before that, but I haven't committed to it yet. So I don't want to. In case I don't know. And I think Florida Supercon and San Diego Comic Con this summer, and probably going to Stockton, California. And then just, just you know, I'll be popping up at wrestling shows here and there when I can, when there's matches that excite me, and, you know, or something's going to be out of the or whatever. So I know a lot of these wrestling shows or wrestling for a little bit beyond wrestling, Awesome, and they can find all that on your website and on your Twitter, because that's how I see where you're going to be, and I usually catch up with you at New York Comic Con, so I hope I see you there again this year. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're, uh, we're working on some cool stuff, stuff, so I don't don't, uh, don't know know exactly exactly we're going to have some cool things. We always have cool things, but we should have some good stuff. Well, last year you had The King, you had Christian... Sting, Lita, and Trish. Seriously, that's just an, uh, an all-star Hall of Fame lineup right there. Well, I'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely have a Hall of Fame lineup. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. So. Um, more guys and cool stuff. stuff so. So. Hopefully, Hopefully we'll, we'll uh, 
Hopefully, Hopefully we'll, we'll uh, start on some stuff soon, soon, but I gotta get some shit. I know it. It seems so far away, but then it just sneaks up on you. So I know, right? right? It does. does. All right. Well, that's it for this week on Geekadrome. Uh, I'm John. You can find me on Twitter at just John. Uh, Geekadrome is on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv. Slash Geekadrome. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and find out what we're doing every week here on Geekadrome. So until then, thanks for joining us, Mike, and we'll see you next time.